We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Decades on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Tropical Storm Henri is making life miserable in the Northeast. Very heavy rain and up to 65 mile per hour winds. Parts of New York City getting two inches of rain in less than one hour. Flooding in Tennessee, leaving at least 10 people dead. Dozens more are missing. The small town of McEwen was blasted with 17 inches of rain in less than one day. In Haiti, the death toll now from that earthquake last week has grown to 2,207. 344 people, though, are still missing. Experts now say more than 12,200 people injured and 53,000 homes and businesses have been destroyed by the August 14th quake that registered 7.2. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager sees the president being naive. Naivete is a death sentence to a civilization. If you are not aware of evil, then evil will win. And that's that's the story here. Even President Biden, we need a diplomatic solution. A diplomatic solution with the Taliban? Are you kidding me? The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Your forecast for today, we're looking at sunny and a high of 78, moving into a chance of thunderstorms and a low of 65 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 89, moving into a chance of thunderstorms and a low of 68. Our very own Larry Elder is running for governor of California. The California gubernatorial election is set to take place on September 14th. As Larry takes a break to focus on the election, Carl Jackson is filling in on our airwaves weekdays 5 to 8 p.m. Learn more at electelder.com. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. On the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And Flavid Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow along at Facebook, just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like and a follow if you haven't done so already. 
And uh, we are live streaming the broadcast right now, so there's another comment section for you to weigh in on if you so desire. Uh, Talked all local stuff in the first hour, so we're going to transition to some national news here in the second hour. And, of course, the lion's share of it will be the situation in Afghanistan where uh, the United States has begun the withdrawing of its forces from uh, Afghanistan, a war we've been fighting uh, close to 20 years. Uh, A lot of news, a lot of fallout has occurred from that, and uh, a lot of uh, Americans and Afghani allies as well as some of our other allies uh, in a very perilous situation in that country. And here to discuss that with us right now is Nate Banks. Uh, Nate was a is a veteran of the United States Navy, having served in both Afghanistan and in Iraq, and is now the Community Engagement Director in New Mexico for Concerned Veterans for America. We want to get Nate's perspective on the U.S. withdrawing operations from Afghanistan this past week. Uh, Nate Banks, an honor to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. The honor's all mine. Uh, well, I guess, Nate, let's uh, start from the very beginning. Obviously, uh, you yourself have been very engaged in this uh, particular issue. In fact, uh, someone did send me a, a quote that you had when it was uh, the Biden administration had confirmed that, yes, uh, we do have a definitive time frame of when we're going to withdraw from Afghanistan. And you yourself had indicated that uh this was good news. You were the, uh, in the camp against the forever wars. And I certainly understand that perspective. I'm there myself. But uh, would you also concur that there is a proper way to withdraw? And was it left wanting this past week, Nate Banks? Well, I think that the situation that we're seeing unfolding is a result of the the 20 years that we've spent there. Yep. And the fact that it, it didn't really matter how it was done. It was going to be messy. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really want to play Monday morning quarterback sure. on on the withdrawal efforts because you know I'm I don't have the the bird's eye or the the in depth knowledge or or uh, of those that are making the decisions. So the fact that we're withdrawing is still a good thing. It's just very unfortunate that it's become as messy as it has. Now the president had indicated in July there's a clip of him going around someone had asked him is it pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Taliban will be taking over the country once US draws down its forces uh, completely and he was very adamant in indicating no that's not a, not a foregone conclusion in fact he had he sounded as though he had a lot of faith in the Afghani military and that doesn't seem to square with what he said this past week where he um where he said had they uh, maybe stepped up been a little more cohesive, this could have been prevented. Is that a fair assessment in your eyes, uh, Nate Banks, uh, the things that the president was saying this past week? Well, they, uh, the Afghan military, a lot of them, a lot of them had um, abandoned their posts and and decided not to fight. Uh, Part of that was due to some of them not getting paid. Sure. Um, So, uh, and then with us withdrawing and, and our presence no longer being there, the uncertainty of, of their pay in the future was, was also in question. Sure. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the Taliban is, is a, um, it, it's a, a group of people that have a, a history of fighting um, that goes back very, a very long time. Um, so they're, they're well seasoned in it and, the tactics that they employed, our, our continued presence there. Um, it, it, if if we were to uh, 
send people there again, send our troops there again, mm. it would have just continued the slow decline mm. because they were gaining ground even with our presence there. Okay. Uh, what what can you share with us about your experience uh, in Afghanistan? Uh, when you were there, uh, first of all, I guess, what time frame were you there? And while you were there, um, from your perspective, did you feel like that there was any cohesive mission or did you feel like that, that this was something that we could accomplish some positive objectives or one, upon your arrival there, did you feel like that maybe this this was a situation that was without hope? Because really over the past decade, that kind of the sentiment kind of seemed to be trending towards, okay, maybe initially there was some successes in Afghanistan, but as the years rolled on, it just didn't seem like there was anything positive that could be accomplished. So what was your perspective while you were there, Nate Banks? So starting from the beginning, um, I deployed on September 19th. Uh, I was on the USS Theodore Roosevelt in that battle group, and we set sail on the 19th of September. Um, what year was I that? I was there at the very be- 2001. Oh, well, okay. Wow. Okay, from the very beginning. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so we were there at the very beginning, and the the mission was just at that time. We were going in to answer the call uh, from being attacked on September 11th. We right. had to punish the, the Taliban for harboring al-Qaeda, Right. who was responsible for the attacks. We did that. We punished, we punished the Taliban. We destroyed al-Qaeda. And uh, we, we had achieved all of our objectives. So it's a war that we did win, but we got involved in nation building. And as the Afghanistan papers showed, even the, the commanders on the ground had no idea what to do to win the war at that point after we gotten involved in nation building. So at what point, in your estimation, do you feel like um, we should have moved on? Because as you indicated, the objectives that uh, you that you're indicating we accomplished, that was done very early on, very early in the war. And again, as we alluded to, there was some successes that were being touted. So at what point do you feel we should have maybe moved on from there? And what should we have allowed to happen at that point? Well, the commanders on the ground, after the completion of Operation Anaconda, had declared that we had completed all of our military objectives. Okay. And that was that was the time that they switched from uh, a military campaign to a nation-building campaign. So rather than switching to that nation-building campaign that, that wasted thousands of American lives and who knows how many Afghani lives, along with uh, an uncountable amount of American treasure, uh, that that was the time that we should have gotten out. Was there around uh, the fall of two thousand two? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's only that's basically only a year into the operation, and here we've been uh, going on for twenty years. So uh, I guess with that end, so you're saying that nation building that was never really an objective going in was that something that was just conceived upon by what would have been then the bush administration as though the war was going on or is that something they had an inkling of doing uh, very early on my understanding of it is that uh then secretary of state colin powell um led the campaign to engage in nation building mm, okay. efforts there and convinced president bush at the time that that was the best way to move forward Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously there's uh, been 20 years of history of this, so it's it's always good, I guess, to recount uh, how this got started. Um, given the situation on the ground there today, I mean, we're reading stories about how uh, Amer- some Americans, uh, obviously some of our allies, 
in Afghanistan that were also trying to get out. They're having difficulty even getting to the outskirts of the Kabul airport, much less uh, getting on a flight. Is there anything that could be done at this point to get people safely jettisoned out of there? Because it doesn't seem like we're getting a real uh, clear indication of what can be done to reverse the damage that the Taliban has already uh, wreaked on this particular country. So I guess what could be done to get our forces safely out, or is that even possible at this point? Because it sounds like a very dire uh, situation at this point, Nate. Yeah, and... What's going on over there right now is, is truly unfortunate. I don't think that's even a powerful enough word to, to describe it. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens when you break your word, right? We had we had an agreement in uh, to withdraw in May of 2001 or May of 2021. Yep. And that that was we broke that promise, and we're kind of reaping the results of breaking that promise. So. Once we once we uh, got away from our original timeline, I think this is this is just the result of that. I think the, a lot of the argument that we heard throughout the years is, you know, it, it got. I think it was maybe even the tail end of the Bush administration, maybe into the Obama administration. Again, when you're talking about twenty years, uh, the years kind of run together. But the one right. argument that we always heard was like look we've been there enough we've expended a lot of as you alluded to our us treasury uh not only american casualties but certainly a lot of afghani casualties uh, our allies uh there really isn't a realistic path forward and the and the and the retort always was well we can't give a definitive withdrawal date because as soon as that happens uh, you know the taliban and and their allies al qaeda are ready to uh reassume the country and yet after seemingly kicking the proverbial can down the road, that's exactly where we find ourselves uh, 20 years later. The messaging doesn't matter. The administration has just been terribly disjointed, Nate Banks. Absolutely. And this this also underscores the fact that it, it didn't really matter if we were going to leave five years earlier today or five years down the road or if we were going to stay. In, the only other choice was to stay indefinitely, and that's not really a choice. Right. So given given the fact that we we engaged in those nation building efforts and had continued our presence there for so long, um, it, it didn't really matter when we were going to withdraw because this is the ultimate conclusion of that. Uh, you, um, you hate to be kind of a overly pessimistic or, or, or down in the situation, but I guess Given your perspective, Nate, having served there and, and consuming what information that you have now, um, how do you see this? How, how do you see the? I mean, we're seeing where the country is devolving into. Uh, does this um, make America that much more vulnerable to another nine eleven style attack? In your estimation? No, in my estimation, the, us, us withdrawing from there and, and removing our presence, it. Um, it's going to make our nation safer because we can focus on our own domestic issues. We can focus on our own interests. And those don't really lie in Afghanistan. Okay. Yeah. Cause obviously the, we're, we're seeing the situation where the, you know, the Taliban is, is back in control and there's some Al Qaeda forces. Then there's some discussion. There's even some ISIS elements in there. And so you, uh, is, does that, I guess with that, 
put us in danger or the Western world in danger, you know, maybe not in the United States, but in other areas? No, I don't really think it will. Okay. It, uh, and, and it comes back to, you know, are we going to stay there forever or are we going to, to withdraw and refocus our efforts on domestic issues? Right. Yeah, obviously. Staying there for, go ahead. I'm sorry. Staying there forever is obviously unattainable. Right. Yeah, and obviously that's the. I think as much as much as people were still supporting this operation, maybe even a decade ago, or maybe even five years ago, uh, and some like yourself who had indicated that you know probably within less than a year, you know, we'd accomplish our objectives and it was time to move on. I think we can all agree that the current situation uh, on the ground is is uh, uh, very dire to say the least. So I guess from your perspective, Nate, from what, if I'm understanding it correctly, really we ought to be focusing on. Getting the rest of our, uh, our our forces out of there, Americans and allies, uh, out of that particular country and home safely, and uh, that's really the only objective we should be focusing on right now, I guess. Absolutely, yes, I agree. Okay. Well, once again, we've been joined by uh, Nate Banks again, the uh, U.S. Navy vet who served in Afghanistan as well as Iraq and is currently with the uh, Concern. Veterans for America. Nate, before we let you go, uh, and we appreciate your time, uh, why don't you give us a little insight of what you're doing for Concerned Vets? Obviously, we've had uh, folks from your organization on our broadcast in previous years. Uh, why don't you kind of give us a little insight as to what your organization is going on and uh, what you personally have uh, got going on with them and any other social media platforms you'd like to share so folks can get more information. Uh, you know, Please take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, so uh, in addition to to trying to get a more realistic and restrained foreign policy. Uh, the other thing that we work on, a major thing, is VA health care reform. Mm, and yes. regard, regardless, of, regardless of, of the campaign that we're working on, uh, we can't get, accomplish any of these goals without our amazing volunteers. We're a grassroots organization, and if anybody that's listening would like to get involved, uh, please go to cv4a. Org. That's Charlie Victor, the number four alpha dot org. You can click take action and you can find different ways to get involved there. You can follow us on Twitter at Concern Vets. You can find us on Facebook, Concerned Veterans for America. And um, yeah, uh, any help that we can get, we love to have you. Absolutely. Well, once again, we've been joined by Nate Bakes, again with a fine organization, Concerned Veterans for America. And by the way, folks, uh, on my blog, bradcarlson.org, and the post promoting today's show, I have also linked to the website as well. So as Nate alluded to, that seems to be a one-stop shop for uh, uh, everything you can find out about the organization. Uh, Nate, appreciate your time today, sir. Uh, Again, thank you for your service and uh, for your continued uh, volunteerism and service uh, for the veterans uh, as you've uh, left active duty military. Appreciate your time today, sir, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you for your support, and thank you for having me on. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. 
Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local, family-owned Full Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's Full Service Battery. Search them online, Full Service Battery. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love if you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Do you have sunken concrete around your home, leaving you with trip hazards or causing water to run back to your foundation? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We raise settled concrete using a high-density polyurethane foam, which is a more permanent solution than mudjacking. Polyurethane foam cannot be washed away, and it doesn't shrink or deteriorate over time. If it's concrete, we can raise it. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. As always, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, thanks again to our uh, bevy of guests we've had on the broadcast, Nancy LaRoche and Kelly Gunderson, in the first hour, talking local politics, specifically surrounding the Republican Party of Minnesota and Nate Banks of Concerned Veterans for America, uh, giving us a, uh, assess- his assessment on the withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan. That was my one area of concern, is now that the Taliban is back in charge and, uh, and once again basically providing safe harbor to Islamic terrorists, which is what was going on 20 years ago. Uh, the fact that he believes that there is not the threat of a 9-11-style attack on our country, uh, I hope and pray that that's correct. And, again, 
Nate's engaged in this stuff, so I, I uh, certainly uh, value that assessment because uh, that was obviously a concern that was brought forth. And how depressing was that, that it seems like it has come full circle where uh, the Taliban was in charge in Afghanistan providing safe harbor to Islamic terrorists who then attacked our country in 9-11. We go in there, route the Taliban, basically stay for 20 years, and then it's right back where it began. Uh, just just a very, very depressing assessment. I mean, that that's the best word I can describe. And I, I talked a little bit about this at my blog at bradcarlson.org. Um, the images you saw in Afghanistan this past week, I think are going to be as enduring as some of the things you saw when we left Vietnam. And a lot of people are making the comparison to Saigon. If you remember the uh, the, the uh, very harrowing images of a U.S. helicopter uh, leaving the platform at Saigon and evacuees trying to get on the Air America helicopter. This was back in April of 1975. And yet there was only so much room in the helicopter for evacuees, and as the helicopter took off, you saw all of these, the remainder of these evacuees crying out, saying, you know, bring us with. And, of course, there wasn't... Uh, there wasn't room to for them to leave, you know. And the there was also there was a couple of sobering Im- images, kind of in that motif. Well, one there was a helicopter also leaving Kabul that conjured up that image. And and of course, uh, I posted bradcarlson.org if you want to see the uh, video of this. This was uh, Richard Engel, uh, NBC foreign uh, reporter where there was a uh, an Air Force jet kind of taxiing down the runway. And you had Afghanis literally grabbing at the jet as it was rolling down the runway because they knew staying behind with the Taliban now back in control was almost certainly a death sentence. And, of course, another one of the more harrowing images, there was a couple of Afghanis who hung on to the landing gear, you know, the tires, of the plane, so as the tires went up into the plane, they were hoping that if they hang on and as the tires go up, that they would be able to get in the plane that way. Well, as the plane was taking off, you saw uh, someone falling from the plane, desperately trying to cling to the tires. And that had a very infinitesimal percentage chance of succeeding, you know, hanging onto the plane like that. But you know what? They figure we'll take that chance as opposed to staying here and facing almost certain death. And the image of a, it turned out to be, I guess, I think it was a 19-year-old young man, we later ascertained, that fell from that airplane and obviously fell to his death. I mean, that's, I don't think it's hyperbole to say these are the kind of harrowing images we're going to be witnessing for a long, long time. Uh, just just a very heartbreaking assessment. Uh, and I couldn't help but think, seeing that young man fall from the airplane. I couldn't help but think of the video of a of a man falling from the World Trade Center. If you remember that, when you saw people that were on the upper floors of the World Trade Center, one of the Twin Towers, and as it was engulfed in flames, they were desperate to get out. Well, it was very apparent they couldn't go down the stairs, couldn't use the elevator, 
And so they, instead of being burned alive, a horrific death, they just would rather jump to their death. And seeing the image of a man flailing about as he's falling from one of the upper floors of the World Trade Center, I couldn't help but think of that very picture when I saw the young man falling from the airport, airplane, excuse me, that was departing Afghanistan. So essentially, we've, we've come full circle. The Taliban was in control in Afghanistan during the terrorist attacks on 9-11-2001, the day that that man plunged to his death from the World Trade Center. And again, there were multiple people, but there was one in particular video that you see quite frequently. But nearly 20 years later, the Taliban is back in control, and innocent people are once again choosing to leap to their deaths to avoid atrocities sure to be wrought. In the case of the World Trade Center, people being burned to death. In the case of uh, Afghanistan this past week, people facing death, certain death, now the Taliban is back in control. So in, so in those bookend events, 9-11-2001, to what we saw this past week in Afghanistan, we've seen countless, we've heard, or we know of countless of American and Afghani lives lost in fighting this war, one which has lacked clear direction for the better part of a decade. I mean, Nate Banks referenced the Afghani papers. This was a report that came out, I believe, in 2019, showing that we were basically being lied to. The mission in Afghanistan, there was no there ended there was no really clear mission anymore. And the successes that were being touted were completely fabricated. The successes that were being touted basically for the past decade. And how many billions of taxpayer dollars were also spent to stockpile weaponry, which is now likely to fall in the hands of the most nefarious elements within that country of Afghanistan? Uh, to engage in this conflict. I mean, that, that that's what I can't help but think of. I mean, and, and I posted this on my Instagram story. For those of you who follow me on Instagram or, or on Facebook, I posted this on my stories. You saw members of the Taliban with military uniforms that were left behind by military personnel, not only donning the military uniforms, but taking an Af- a, 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 a Taliban flag and sticking it in the ground of, of Afghanistan, basically mocking American soldiers at Iwo Jima, putting the American flag, declaring victory in World War II. And the Taliban is openly mocking that. That doesn't happen unless there's weak and incompetent American leadership. But hey, back in 2012, uh, one of the Army bases flew a pride flag in Afghanistan, so I guess we got that going for us. Uh, Bob, Shane, if you can hold during the break, I promise we'll take your call. We are back in mere moments right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? 
nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith DeCal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out. RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack. RackShack barbecue. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You could also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And, hey, feel free to check us out on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, follow along. And I do have the live stream up and going. I'm waving to the camera right now. As I'm closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, you can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is The King Banyan Show. One of my favorite shows. Well, not one of my, the favorite show of mine when it comes to talking economics. And right here on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, on Saturdays, you can hear the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, Mitch Berg. He's on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Followed up by uh, new edition Jack Tomzak, 3 to 5 every Saturday. And me closing out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. right here again, AM 1280 The Patriot. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I do want to get to our phone calls. As promised, line two is Bob. Bob, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, Yes, I was wondering if you're familiar with an article in Politico one week ago, uh, August 16th. It's an opinion piece, and the title of it is Why Afghan Forces So Quickly Laid Down Their Arms. Uh, 
and this uh, author uh, delved into the culture of Afghanistan and explored why they have shifting alliances, why they don't fight too hard, why they give in so easily. And, uh, you know, when, after reading this article, I was left with the impression that the United States is more committed and dedicated to establishing a democratic nation in Afghanistan than the uh, Afghanis themselves were. Um, are you familiar with the article? I haven't heard. I haven't read the article, Bob. But yeah, that's the thing that our guest. I don't know if you heard the, our guest in the first segment. That's pretty much the very thing he was saying is the fact that U.S. forces were going to draw down and then completely withdraw, uh, left in peril the Afghani forces. You know, because many of them were doing this on a volunteer basis. You know, were they even going to be paid? And with that in peril, plus the Taliban quickly taking over so many capital cities of the country. It got to the point where they were in an untenable situation to where, yeah, I don't if we're going to be left behind and now under Taliban rule, it's probably not the best thing to go against them, given, you know, the the powerful forces they have or the the way they fight. So uh, not familiar with that article, but it seems to kind of square with what uh, our guest was saying in the first segment. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I guess it's not terribly surprising to me. Yeah, um, it's a, it's just a part of that culture. It's an uns, unspoken agreement almost, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out to get some uh, further insight on that. But, again, it kind of squares with what Nate Banks was saying, our, our guest in the first segment. Uh, line 3, Shane, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Good afternoon, sir. Can you hear me? I can. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I, I think – for most of your listeners, it's quite apparent that leadership matters. Um, I I feel a lot of Americans are looking around and just saying, "How could this happen? How could some? How could someone or how could our government be so incompetent to allow this to occur?" And just the fact that they pulled the military out and they didn't provide for safe passage to get all your people out. Any one of us who made such a catastrophic mistake like that would be fired and run out on a rail and deservedly so. But apparently 80 million Americans voted for this kind of leadership. Right. And you can take solace folks in knowing that the Taliban will build back better. Thank you. And good night. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. We appreciate the uh, phone call on that. Yeah, that, um, is a nice segue into this uh, piece I wanted to read from Eric Erickson, a conservative commentator. Uh, if you're not subscribing to Eric Erickson's Substack page, you definitely need to. Uh, Eric has been a favorite of mine uh, for the past uh, few years. Uh, he is radio show streams on his Facebook page. And again, he writes at um, uh, Substack.com. Yeah, he, he called for uh, the president to resign over this. And I'll read an excerpt uh, from this. Uh, For four years, Democrats and much of the media demanded Donald Trump resign or the 25th Amendment be deployed or remove him from office. The complaints largely stemmed from grievance over the 2016 election, but magnified as President Trump's behavior got more combative and mean once in office. Now, having defeated Trump, Joe Biden has reached a point where those who demanded Trump's resignation should be calling for Biden's unless it was all just partisan bellyaching. 
Months ago, Biden said he intended to withdraw Americans from Afghanistan. It is one of the only issues on which he chose not to reverse Trump. He just dragged out the timeline. According to press reports and now leaks from inside the Biden administration, Biden was so insistent on having the symbolism of 9-11 to coincide with the departure, he ignored everyone's advice. Afghanistan has a fighting season. In late autumn, the Taliban go to the fields and oversee harvesting poppies for the opium drug trade. In winter, they retreat through mountain passes, passes into northern Pakistan. The winters in Afghanistan are rough and frigid. In the early spring, after the snow melts, the Taliban return to Afghanistan and plant poppies. Then they fight. This is a well-known and well-documented cycle. When Trump announced a truth, uh, a, when Trump announced a withdrawal, he insisted on withdrawing while the Taliban were in the fields planting poppies. They would be preoccupied and not be able to sweep down into the cities. For 18 months, with only 2,500 troops, Trump's military held the Afghanistan, the nation of Afghanistan, together with zero American casualties. Joe Biden so insisted on having 9-11 as a symbol, overrode his military commanders and diplomats and insisted on a withdrawal in the middle of the fighting season. Six weeks ago, Biden assured the American public and the international community that there would be no fall of Afghanistan, the Taliban would not sweep in, and there would be no rooftop embassy evacuations like what happened in Vietnam. Just six weeks later, the withdrawal is a disastrous evacuation. The world was shocked to see men falling from the sky, having lost the strength to hang on to the exterior airplanes. Women and children scrambled to flee the Taliban, only to be caught and beaten. Americans are stranded, and the American military is under orders not to even try to rescue them. Instead, the military is held to the whim of the Taliban. Biden went into hiding as the Taliban swept back into power. Only international and press outrage forced him out of hiding and to a microphone. There he made matters worse by claiming to accept responsibility, then blaming everyone else from Trump to the Afghans. But Biden, in ordering America out of Afghanistan, took from the Afghan army their intelligence and air support and even the mechanics to fix their helicopters. So to, uh, to Bob's question, you're wondering why they kind of stood down so quickly? I think you pretty much answered it right there. Uh, an army designed to fight alongside us was, by design, incapable of continuing a fight without us. Biden ensured their collapse. Instead of admitting his mistakes, he doubled down pridefully, blamed others, then retreated back to Camp David. A few days later, he returned to the White House, attacked Republicans for COVID, and refused questions except from George Stephanopoulos. His interview was a disaster. When asked about the man falling from the sky to escape the Taliban, Biden claimed, that ah, was four days earlier, when it was more recent than that. He had no answers and no empathy. The man the press assured us was full of empathy, showed no concern at all for the dead falling from the sky, and barely any concern for Americans stranded due to his botched plans. Uh, pretty brutal assessment there uh, by Eric Erickson. And I'll just add on to this. What was kind of the battle cry during Biden's campaign, at least for his supporters beating his drum? It was, we need more empathy and compassion back in the White House, right? Well, those have gone out the window. When George Stephanopoulos, who isn't exactly a conservative stooge, brings to his attention, uh, what about the people falling from the airplanes? What about that? Uh, how desperate were they to get out of the country if they're willing to do that? And he's, wow. 
almost saying, I was water under the bridge. That was four or five days ago when it was, well, that was two days ago. And it's an image that isn't just going to disappear in four or five days. Now, is it? So much for the compassion and empathy. And what, what, what's another one? Competence. How can you look at what happened this past week and say that there is anybody competent making decisions? I, I You know, it, it, it's stunning to me. And uh, I think Nate, our guest Nate Banks alluded to it in his segment, and it was mentioned here in Eric Erickson's piece. Back last week, or last month, excuse me, July, the president indicated, well, no, it's not a foregone conclusion, the Taliban. It's going to take over Afghanistan. And, and, and I remember in that particular press conference, he almost let, he left, let, let, had, gave himself an out where he said, well, the Afghani forces, there are 300,000 of them. Okay, they have the capability to combat this, but do they have the cohesion? cohesion? And so guess what? When Afghanistan fell, he basically threw the uh, uh, former President Trump and the Afghan military forces under the bus. So he kind of, again, that out by saying, well, they need to be cohesive. So then he's coming out and saying this week, essentially, that they weren't cohesive. It was almost like he was setting this thing up for failure. And I just saw we, we need to go to a break here pretty soon. But I do want to play this clip. Uh, Owen, if we have this, this is cut number seven. This is Army veteran uh, Matt Zeller. He also is part of an organization called No One Left Behind. Basically, any allies who assist American forces overseas wants to ensure that they are taken care of by our country. And that includes those Afghani interpreters, who many of whom were flown back to the United States. I'm not really interested in hearing uh, airing of grievances over refugees coming to this country because, by God, if these people put themselves on the line, their lives on the line to help us, in our in our wars, that's definitely worthy of consideration. So this is Army vet Matt Zeller on with Brian Williams and MSNBC. Brian Williams, of course, as a lot of liberal media types are trying to do, whitewash the president's statement, his initial statement, after the withdrawal, and uh, Army vet Matt Zeller wasn't having it. Cut number seven. So I'm curious to hear your reaction of this consequential speech by the American president, didn't run from it. He owned it. He owned his decision. He owned the fact that, as he put it, the buck stops with him. Except when he throws the Trump. In the- I hope he gets to own their deaths, too. I, I don't I feel like I watched a different speech than the rest of you guys. I was appalled. There was such a profound, bold faced lie in that speech. The idea that we planned for every contingency. I have been personally trying to tell this administration since it took office. I've been trying to tell our government for years that this was coming. We sent them plan after plan on how to evacuate these people. Nobody listened to us. They didn't plan for the evacuation of our Afghan wartime allies. They're trying to conduct it now at the 11th hour. The thing that they were most concerned about was the optics of a chaotic evacuation. Well, they got exactly what they were most concerned of by failing to do what was right when we could have done it. We had all the people and equipment in place to be able to save these people months ago, and we did nothing. I'm appalled that he thinks that we only need to take 2,000 people. There's 86,000 people who are currently left behind in Afghanistan alone. We've identified all of them for the government. I have no idea why they, 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 he claims that people don't want to leave Afghanistan. I have a list of 14,000 names right now of people who want to get out of Afghanistan. And the idea that the Afghan military should be blamed for this, 
Do you know how many casualties the Afghan military took in an average year? More than the United States did in 20. When you're not getting paid on a regular basis, when you're not getting fuel, when no one is supplying you with ammunition, and yet you're still showing up to the fight, how dare us for having to blame these people for not having the audacity to be able to survive a Taliban onslaught? No, no, no. What we need to be doing right now, and what I am appalled that the president didn't say, was we need to be talking about how we're going to get every single one of these people out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Again, that is from uh, Matt Zeller and his organization, uh, No One Left Behind. Uh, you're going to want to check out that organization. Basically, No One Left Behind ensures that the United States keeps its promise to care for those who jeopardize their safety for our country. So, wow, pretty powerful stuff. And um, it's getting pretty perilous for the president when even his uh, typical allies in the mainstream media They're not giving him cover on this one, and it is uh, pretty fascinating to watch in real time. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final short segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. It's time to get out. Step out into the street. We're all. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. There is an answer to the mess we are in today in this country. There's a reason so many young people are being led astray. We have to fight back and protect the country we know and love. There's one who knows the way out of this mess. Charlie Kirk has the answer. He's relentless. He will not stop till he reaches every person who will hear. Listen to him every day, everywhere you find podcasts. The Charlie Kirk Show, now on a podcast near you. You, you. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep. Even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. 
I'm on it. Excellent. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. One final short segment on the broadcast. So we may have time to squeeze in a phone call six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And again, follow us along at Facebook. Just go to Facebook dot com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and we are live streaming the broadcast as well. And you can and you can rewatch it if you so desire. If you didn't have a chance to. Do so, and you can also go to am1280thepatriot.com to check out the podcasts if you've missed any of our shows from this past weekend. Uh, continuing to talk about the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, it's just a debacle all the way around. You know, as our guest in the first segment alluded to, there really was no smooth, easy way to draw down forces and withdrawals, particularly after you've been there for 20 years. But there was a time for it. And the May time frame when uh, the Taliban was basically out in the fields during planting season in May, that was the time to do it. And, you know, just again, go read Eric Erickson's uh, post at his Substack page. It's ewerickson.substack.com, his post entitled Mr. President Resign. And by the way, just to kind of bounce off that a little bit, uh, how how quickly are their plans blowing up? Because Kamala Harris was chosen to be Joe Biden's running mate because, you know, to kind of check all the uh, the identity politics boxes of, um, you know, female and minority. Um, but she's a straight woman, but she puts her uh, uh, puts her pronouns, preferred pronouns in her bio. So I guess maybe that makes up for it. I'm not sure. Uh how quickly would she have been installed as president, given everything that's going on? But now she appears to be a bigger disaster than Joe Biden. And now there's concern that even if Trump runs in 2024, she'd be vulnerable to losing to Trump if indeed she's the candidate in 2024, because she seems to be the logical successor to be the Democrat candidate in what is certain to be only a one term for Joe Biden if he even makes it uh, that far. Uh, John from Minneapolis is calling in on line two. Hey, John, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Quickly, I, I'm a, a veteran of Marine Corps and combat veteran. Thank you. And uh, I was trained to have a plan in place before I went into combat so I could survive those situations mm-hmm. along with my platoon and my squad. And it, what happened in Afghanistan is a result of wokeism, emphasizing wokeism, and affirmative action uh, in the defense secretary and people being completely uh, unaware and unprepared for dealing with the situation that a basic Marine learns. So that's my comment. Appreciate the call, John. Yeah, and I did uh, I, I did allude to that as well. Uh, back in 2012, a pride flag was flown outside of the uh, U.S. Army base. And again, I have zero issue with gay people serving in the military. If, if gay, transgender people want to put their lives on the line to defend this country and our Constitution, I, I, I back them 100%. Uh, 
But that shouldn't be the emphasis. That shouldn't be the focus. The focus should be, as John alluded to, what's our plan? You know, how are we going to succeed in this mission? And again, there was a uh, Wall Street Journal came out with a confidential State Department cable in July, which warned of Afghanistan's collapse. And uh, again, this is from Vivian Salama, Wall Street Journal. About two dozen State Department officials serving at the embassy in Kabul sent an internal memo to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and another top State Department official last month warning of the potential collapse of Kabul soon after the August 31 troop withdrawal deadline, according to a U.S. official and a person familiar with the cable. The cable sent via the State Department's confidential dissent channel warned of rapid territorial gains by the Taliban and the subsequent collapse of Afghan security forces and offered recommendations on ways to mitigate the crisis and speed up an evacuation, the two people said. The cable data July 13th also called for the State Department to use tougher language in describing the atrocities being committed by the Taliban, one of the people said. The classified cable represents the clearest evidence yet that the administration had been warned by its own officials on the ground that the Taliban's advance was imminent and Afghanistan's military may be unable to stop it. And again, this was just five days after the president basically came out and said, well, no, it's, it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Taliban will take over the country. Afghans are well-equipped, well-capable of taking care of this situation. And then five days after that, this cable came out. So you have to wonder, was that in response to the president's remarks and say, whoa, pump the brakes there a little bit, Mr. President. Here's what's going on. All right. But yet, if his focus was the symbolism of being done in Afghanistan, the war that was started in response to 9-11, to celebrate, or not to celebrate, but to commemorate the 20 years of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, that, that, that's just, that's unacceptable and it's despicable, to be quite frank. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, folks. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Turn off. You have your doctor and your dentist. You even have your trusted mechanic. But who's your plumber? Hey, it's Troy from Champion Plumbing. We'd love to be your trusted plumber. Take your water heater. Problems always happen at the wrong times. Call Champion Plumbing, and we can usually install a new water heater the same day. We have over a 1,000 five-star reviews at championplumbing.net. So the next time you're asked, who's your plumber? Just say Champion Plumbing. Find us online at championplumbing.net. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local, family-owned Full Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's Full Service Battery. Search them online, Full Service Battery. Happy. Happy.